Welcome to the Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to get into the world of artificial intelligence and drug discovery with Dell partner NVIDIA. And our guest is Mr. Abe Stern, who's a senior data scientist for the healthcare team at NVIDIA. How are you doing today, Abe? I'm doing great, Bruce. Thanks for having me. And great to have you back on the podcast. Could we start with a little bit of your background, please? Sure. I have a PhD in computational chemistry. I cut my teeth doing molecular dynamics simulations, quantum electronic structure calculations, all to answer scientific computing questions. But there are two sides to being a computational chemist. There's, of course, the theory that goes along with all the molecular dynamics and physics and chemistry and quantum. But there's also a high-performance computing side to that. So I also was developing a lot of parallel code in a mixture of languages and paradigms to run on supercomputers. So computational chemistry is one of these scientific computing disciplines that's really an interdisciplinary mix of physics and math, but also a lot of software engineering. Abe, we've talked before about the drug discovery process in our scientific computing podcast, but as a review, could you go quickly through the process of drug discovery and what are its goals? Drug discovery is about identifying small molecules with a desired therapeutic effect against the disease. Not only are you interested in curing the disease, but we also, of course, want to minimize adverse side effects. Ultimately, the molecular basis of human disease, we can trace back to proteins. So the process of drug discovery amounts to first identifying a target protein in the disease pathway and then modulating the structure or function of the target protein or even off-target effects in the desired way to cure the disease. So in practice, this means that once a target protein is identified, researchers must test each possible new drug for activity against that protein. Yes, and Abe, I remember last time you talking about some staggering permutations and combinations, something like 10 to the 60th. Is that right? That's right. Chemical space is overwhelmingly vast. There are so many possible new drugs, and this is really at the heart of the drug discovery process. The number of possible drugs that have to be screened to explore all the possibilities is just astronomical. It sounds like a staggeringly complex process, Abe. Could you give us an overview of the phases of drug discovery? Absolutely. I think we can think of it really in four stages. First, we have to identify a target protein in the disease pathway. And genome-wide association studies have really transformed how new targets identified. But along with this, they've brought about new challenges associated with drugging those targets. Second, we have to isolate the protein target and determine 3D structure. We do this both for experimental reasons, because experimentally, we have to assay the activity of candidate drug molecules against the protein targets. But also, determining the 3D structure of the protein is really the starting point for in silico pipelines that we're talking about today. And third, we have to screen millions or even billions of possible compounds searching for that binding affinity that modulates the activity of the protein in the way to have the desired therapeutic effect. And finally, we have to confirm that the drug moves through the body in a reasonable way, is non-toxic, and we refer to these properties collectively as the pharmacokinetics of the drug. And last time, Abe, we talked about applying computing to help accelerate this process. We called it scientific computing. What are the challenges and limitations of just a straight brute force scientific computing approach? 
Well, there are challenges at every stage of the in silico pipeline, but they share one common theme, and that is the computational expense. Traditional scientific computing methods in drug discovery revolve around molecular simulation and revolve around using physics-based methods to compute the binding affinities of the ligand to the protein and understand the structure and dynamics of the protein target. So really, there are two challenges here. One, we've already brought up, and that is that chemical space is overwhelmingly vast. There are just a huge number of compounds that we have to consider when we're searching for a new drug. So to account for this, the task of docking is really to screen through all these possible compounds. And to deal with the overwhelmingly large number of compounds that we have to consider, docking must make a lot of approximations. And this brings up the second challenge, and that is that we're always engaged in this accuracy cost trade-off. We want more accurate simulations, but at the same time, we also need to access long time scales and larger simulations, that is biologically relevant simulations. So the theme of our podcast is artificial intelligence, and I wanted to take you through each of the phases of the drug discovery process that you identified and ask you how artificial intelligence helps each of those phases. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay, so let's start with sequencing and protein structure determination. How can AI add value to that step of the process? To remind you, 3D protein structure determination takes the sequence of amino acids from a genome or proteome and determines what the 3D folded state is. And this is the starting point for any downstream molecular modeling. Cryo-EM traditional methods really require big compute. But deep learning methods like AlphaFold, for example, a deep learning model from Google's DeepMind, using only the amino acid sequence predicts the contact map. That is, which amino acids are close to one another, and then goes on to predict the fully minimized 3D structure that's most likely given the contact map. In other words, AlphaFold is able to predict the 3D structure of a protein given only its amino acid sequence. Now, I should clarify, these methods are not yet ready to replace traditional methods like cryo-EM, but they're on the horizon, so this will be ready soon. Moving on to the next step in the process, Abe, and we think about screening these compounds or simulating the molecules, how does AI help in that process? With docking, what we're after is computing that binding free energy. In this way, we're able to screen these millions or billions of compounds. Now, this is expensive to compute. This involves computing the pairwise interatomic potential between the ligand and the protein target millions of times, looking for that pose that has the best binding affinity. Researchers at University of British Columbia have developed a docking platform that they call deep docking to predict the binding free energy. In doing so, with a deep learning model, as opposed to computing the interatomic potential with traditional methods, they're able to achieve a hundredfold reduction in the number of real docking calculations that must be run. The result is a hundredfold increase in the number of compounds that can be screened given the same computational expense with no loss in top hits. So then we move on to the molecular simulation phase. How does AI help there? Like docking, molecular dynamics relies on computing the potential energy and forces, and these are pairwise interatomic potentials between atoms. Unlike docking, though, we're looking at the dynamics of whole protein systems to get insights into the binding mechanism, mechanistic detail associated with the enzymes or ion channels or proteins. 
Now, with empirical force fields, which are what we need to describe these big systems, empirical force fields can't describe that reactivity. And this is, again, back to that accuracy cost trade-off that we were talking about. And this is a big loss because many druggable targets are enzymes. So modeling the reactivity could potentially be really important. Now, we could use quantum mechanical force fields to describe this, but those are very computationally expensive. So today, researchers are developing machine learning and deep learning methods that are able to infer the potential energy and forces at the heart of MD, capturing quantum mechanical accuracies, but at the computational expense of empirical force fields. What this is really doing is unlocking the possibility of doing large biologically relevant simulations at longer time scales, but at the accuracies of quantum mechanics. And finally, Abe, you described the pharmacokinetic process or how the drug moves through the body. What is AI's contribution there? There's a long history of using QSAR techniques, and pharmacokinetics are in general well-modeled by machine learning. Things like random forest models have been performing well for a long time. At the heart of pharmacokinetics is modeling the absorption, distribution, metabolism, excretion, and toxicity of these drugs. Today, modern methods like using graph neural networks to model ADNET properties are showing tremendous promise. We have a lot to look forward to with AI continuing to contribute to modernizing pharmacokinetic property prediction. That sounds great, Abe, and thanks for taking us through the drug discovery process and how AI can help in that process. Let me ask you about NVIDIA. What resources does NVIDIA offer for researchers looking to exploit AI during the drug discovery process? The first place I would point you to is the NVIDIA Container Repository, NGC. We offer optimized AI frameworks and HPC application containers so users can focus on building their solutions. If you go to ngc.nvidia.com, search for your application, copy the Docker pull command, and in moments you can be building a model in PyTorch or running inference with a pre-trained model. And at the end of the day, this is saving you the time and trouble of building and optimizing these containers, which we do for you. I know that the partnership between Dell and NVIDIA is connected on many levels, but can you talk about the partnership with Dell and NVIDIA as it relates to drug discovery? Dell is a fantastic partner to NVIDIA and offers a one-stop shop for expert-level guidance on the complete solution stack, from network to storage to node configuration to system support and software infrastructure. Abe, this is some very interesting information about how AI helps the drug discovery process. Where can listeners go to find more information on this topic? I want to highlight our webinar series where we go in-depth on several topics on drug discovery. You can find those by searching NVIDIA webinar drug discovery. We also have a fantastic series of blog articles, including one recent one with Pat Morton, the CEO of Schrodinger. And I'd remind you to check out our NVIDIA cloud repository, one-stop shop for containers and applications. Abe Stern, Senior Data Scientist for the healthcare team at NVIDIA. Thanks so much for all this great information on AI and how it assists in the drug discovery process. Any final thoughts? 
You know, I just close by saying that GPUs are accelerating drug discovery end to end from genomics and proteomics to protein structure determination to molecular modeling. And you see how AI is contributing and accelerating scientific computing at every stage along the drug discovery pipeline. I think exciting time for drug discovery, and I'm excited to see how the field evolves and to be a part of it by enabling the transformation with GPUs. Boy, that sounds great, Abe. Thanks again. Always a pleasure having you on the podcast. You exude so much knowledge and intelligence about this subject. It really makes me feel so much better about the future of drug discovery. Thanks so much again, and hopefully we can have you back on a future Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat. Thanks, Bruce. Looking forward to it.